It's that time of the week, guys. Between the pipes, we're back another Friday night. Wade, how's it going? Not too bad, buddy. Uh, it's been a been a decent week. It was a little slower this week at uh, work, but um, lots of NHL highlights, lots of things going on in the league, and we're starting to finally see what's happening with uh, what teams are going to be made out of for the rest of the year. So getting a little bit of an idea of uh, who's kind of running the show, who's really falling behind in the standings, and who needs to make some little adjustments. Other than that, Archie, I'm good, man. We got Greg Ryder coming onto the show, and uh, that's really exciting, buddy. We both have our uh, humble Broncos sweaters on, buddy. And (laughs) how are you doing, man? How's everything with you? Good, man. You mentioned something really important there um, with who's running the show and and where the standings. What? Who's number one in the standings right now? I I don't know, Archie. You tell me. It's early, but it feels fucking good to see it, man. It is. It's uh, it's definitely something that we'll take pride in, man. It doesn't happen too often at any point in the season, even if it is the first 10, 11 games. So we'll take it. And um, the North, the, uh, the North division is really cool, man. And uh, Montreal's hot on our tail too, dude, uh, both 11 games played and they're only one point behind us. So it's going to be a dog fight starting a year out. Right. But the Leafs are on top and it's uh, it's amazing. All right. And you mentioned something else that was really important. Guys, if you remember Greg Ryder, we had him on the show um, a while back performing the song 16 Sticks live on our show. Um, you may have noticed the announcement yesterday with the video launching. There was a release for the video of the, the actual song itself. And so we thought, hey, we need to get Greg back on the show. And of course, the gem that he is, he agreed last minute and said, let's do it. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen... Mr. Greg Ryder, how's it going, buddy? What's going on, boys? How are you? The question yeah. is, Greg Ryder, how are you, buddy? Released the video last night, 12 o'clock. Tell us a little bit about what the hell is going on in the life of Greg Ryder right now, man, because I know that it's it's just, it's awesome. Like, what, what are, I can't wait for what you have to tell us here and what's going on in your life in the last little while. So, spill yeah, the beans, bro. It's been crazy. It's been awesome. I just like this little flower setup I got going. It just really, <laughs> you know, it's cute. You know, I, I made the most makeshift, makeshift uh, little setup here because lately, like for some reason, the internet's not hitting up in the, in the room, like way upstairs. So I'm like, I was st- kind of scrambling. So I got like a mini fridge here. I got like, the my ring light. It looks beautiful. <laughs> how I didn't realize how far and water down are you from Hamilton, man? I get those towers closer, bud. I know. The 5G's, man. I know, but yeah, honestly, it's been it's been uh it's been a whirlwind of a couple of days, guys. It's just been, you know, it was my mom's birthday yesterday, and we re- released the video, and my head was just so, just overwhelmed. It was just crazy, and it just it got off to the got off some early momentum, and it started climbing, and um yeah, like I didn't realize how much work is involved with just like you know like the first. First video I did one town away. That was through a label, so they did all the work of posting and all like the nice stuff. So when I was doing this myself, I was like, man, there's so much to do. Like posting into every single account, all this kind of stuff, and my head was just like down the whole day. So it was awesome. And then um, yeah, I went to bed with like what three thousand streams last night, and woke up to about ten thousand, and we're currently sitting at just under forty five thousand views. In just Amazing. over 24 hours. Amazing. Amazing. And before we get into it, we might as well show it. 
let everybody see this now once again for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, we're going to share the video with you guys right now, and then uh, we'll be back with Greg momentarily. Let's do it. I'm grabbing this water, boys. Sounds good. feels to stand on that blue line wearing my jersey on a Friday night family and friends press against the glass holding their breath with every pass band and brothers Brought together by that crest From the first puck drop to the last playoff win But that all changed On a cold Saskatchewan night Around 5pm on Highway 35 there will always be 16 sticks land that center rise and picket sides are frozen in time with the banners high onto those rafter lines and there will always be 16 dreams that get carried on by yellow and green through every heartbreak loss in every hometown win Cause nothing will take away those times And those 16 sticks will live forever all night 16 minutes at the end of the week and They were humble heroes you can see and believe and Passion and faith Laced up in those skates that brought the whole town alive with every red light. Say, there will always be a 66 land that satirized and picking sides, a frozen in time with the banners high until those triumphal lies. But there will always be 16 dreams that get carried on by yellow and green. Through every heartbreak loss in every hometown win Cause nothing will take away those times And those 16 sticks will live forever all night No matter how much time passes The wins or the losses Until those rafts are lost 
And there will always be 16 dreams that get carried on But yellow and green Through every heartbreak loss And every hometown win There will always be 16 sticks Laying at center off And there will always be 16 sticks Laying at center Take away those times And those 16 sticks Live forever all night yeah. Incredible Congratulations, buddy. That's amazing, man. Congratulations to you, Greg. That's uh, you and the production company did a fantastic job. I love the scenery, dude. Uh, incredible video, man. Unbelievable. So happy for you, dude. Yeah, thanks, boys. That uh, yeah, incredible job, man. It's that's that's just one guy, man. That that's one guy did that, and uh, his name's Ty Roth. He's from uh, Toronto area. Found him on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> Literally looked at a couple of videos and I was like, man, this guy's got something. This guy's got like a little bit of flair in his editing. And I was just like, I just reached out to him. I just sent him a DM and I was like, hey, man, love your stuff. Uh, can we chat? And he was like, hey, man. Like, and then we just started kind of shooting it, shooting it and uh, called him on the phone, told him a bit about my idea. I was so indecisive. Like he probably like thought I was like the weirdest person, like the first couple because I called him, but I wasn't ready to commit. So I was just like, so like, what do you want to do? Like, <laughs> what do you do? And he's just like, I don't know, man. Like you called me, like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, like, man, like I just felt like so torn. I was like, like, cause I, you know, I, I was going to put out a lyric video. Yeah. And then I was going to put like, I was going to wait to do this massive music video. And then I wanted to put out an acoustic live video of me singing the song. So, like, I just had so many ideas of what I wanted to do. And I think that's why it was just, like, hard for me because I'm, like, I just don't know which video I want to do first. Like, because this whole, this whole release has been so random and so spontaneous that, like, there was no planning. And I never do well with planning, so I don't know why I was trying to plan. So pretty much I said to him, I said, I was like, you know what, man? Okay, let's figure out your rate. Uh, first off, let's see if this is my bet, my budget. What's your rate? Okay, perfect. Rate's covered. Um, when are you free? He's like, yeah, man, let's just do this like next weekend. I was like, sure. And I'm just like, no idea what we're doing. I had no plan. I sent him some like videos. I sent him some ideas throughout the week. And I said, let's just get to the ice rink. And we'll figure it out when we get there. And he's like, let's go. And uh, yeah, we just came together. That's amazing. <sighs> That's amazing, and it, and it couldn't have been a better setting too. Like again, the whole pond hockey thing. I love kind of like the way he blended some of the footage and video in the background. Amazing yep. job, great, great editing, great work. Yeah, it was absolutely he. So like again, we were trying to look for locations, right? Because I was going to do a place in my hometown. It was like a little like little skating loop in Waterdown, but you had to buy tickets for it. And um, yeah, you know, I was just like, I don't want people there, and you know, I don't want to have to worry about like people skating around. Then. I knew it was meant to be. I knew he was the man for the job when he goes, 
hey man, I got an outdoor rink behind my house. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, nobody goes on it. He's like, we would literally have the whole like outdoor rink to ourselves. And I was like, let's go. Done. Let's do it. And nobody goes on it until they see this video, Greg, and they're like, that's where Greg Ryder shot the music video. Oh my God. <laughs> and they're going to like skate all over it. They're going to like chip out the ice and put it in some little vial and be like, this is a piece of the ice that Greg Ryder was doing skating on when he released that video in 2021. Get out of here. <laughs> imagine? I'd be like, put that away. Don't, I'm like, don't be an idiot. Ice down. <laughs> Someone's gonna, someone's gonna fall through <laughs> that was honestly though like it was again you got a really good day even with weather too like the, the sun was like the perfect amount of light amazing oh man we got the yeah like i said we got there at 7 a.m like right like we were i was putting on my skates in the dark um we just wanted to try and get as as early as we could and you know what those shots didn't even make it in which is totally fine we just felt like the, the money shots where you know the sun was just rising perfectly. We shot at about nine a.m., but like the the prime the prime shots and stuff like that. So the sun was still kind of rising, and it was it was awesome. It was just a, it was a perfect day. It's like we knew each other for years. And this guy's got an amazing history with hockey. He grew up playing AAA Brampton. He's a Red Bull Crash Dice player. Oh no, um, hey. sweet. Yeah. So he sweet. traveled all around the world. He's done Finland, Sweden. I never won yet, but he's like, man, I'm getting closer. He's like, obviously, like I was getting to my prime right before COVID started. Um, but uh, yeah, he's good friends with the Croxy boys, team LTD and yeah. like that. So oh, man, that's awesome. They, they all tour together. They all, I'm like, Oh my God, what a dream that'd be just like touring, touring around the world with like your buddies, just skate, skating fast down a friggin' luge. Like, <laughs> like it's nuts. That's, a, that's, a, that's an intensified sport, man. I, I know my dad told me like years when I was like 18, 19, he apply for this weight, apply for this. I'm like, Dude, I want my knees in ten years, man. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to bust a, bust my knees up, man, because that's exactly my knees aren't the greatest. In, like in my family and genetics, my dad's just coming off knee surgery. He's telling me to go do this crap. I'm like, nah, I don't know about that. But, but uh, yeah, just a quick little thought of the video, dude. Really like how you had the open, the open concept too. Not just did you have hockey involved and outdoor pond Canada kind of feeling. But you were also speaking to the heavens, you know what I mean? To the wilderness, to the heavens, to the humble players, to, to the whole world, man. And that's what I really liked about it, too. You kind of just, it was like uh, the whole world was your audience in the middle of nowhere. So I found that really cool, dude. Yeah, man. Honestly, all I could think about was just like, I just picture myself, just like you boys know my vision. I picture myself at center ice and I just felt like I was just singing to like a stadium filled with people. And like, I just kept like, I... Cause that's, that's something I don't have to ever worry about. Like I can get myself into a moment. And as soon as like he said, rolling on the camera, I just pictured like just thousands of people around me and I'm just like, just perform the song. Like you're going to perform it live one day. And I was just like, it's just going to, and we took a couple takes and he's like, dude, you crushed that. He's like, we didn't even have to like take many, many cuts. He's just like, you knew what you were doing. I'm like, man, this is just what, this is what happened. It's just all falling into place how it's meant to be. Buddy, that's it. As as you're an artist too, Greg. I mean, you write you write songs like all the time. So you're a quick thinker. You have an idea, and it always carry it, it always comes through. So, what's the difference between having a, a type of production and having that go well for you too? Right. That's just kind of the artist that you are. Right. Everything's falling into place, and you're a quick thinker, and that's the way it goes, man. And then uh, 
what comes out? Brilliance. Yeah. Genius. Exactly. And you said it. You said, you know, um, I like that you didn't say if. You said when. You will perform this in an arena. I am. I, there's no doubt, whether it be in Humboldt, in Toronto, I don't care where it is, man. This is something that 110% people will see. This will be witnessed. It'll be on TV. Um, the setting will be in an arena. You will be at Center Ice, dude. I can see it. I envision it. It's going to happen. This is your year, man. So with that being said, what's next for Greg? Like, I'm sure you've had phone calls. You've had people calling, reaching out. What's up? Give us a little bit of insight, whatever you can. Absolutely. Obviously, I can't let all the cats out of the bag yet, boys, you know. Um, but uh, it's just been crazy. It's It's been awesome. And, um, yeah, that's exactly it. It's just like, honestly, like, I was in, I was impressed when the song went out. Like, absolutely. I was still blown away and that's kind of stuff. Like, you know, I, I thought I almost hit the peak. I thought I hit the peak with the songs. I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is a it, it's a it's a 50k song. You know, we're gonna hit 50 50 thousand streams, and you know, hey, I we made a lot of people's day with it. And you know, I thought I kind of hit a ceiling a bit, and then when this started coming together, and I realized what we just did, and when he sent me the first edit, I sat and cried because I just sat there and I said whoa we have something like this is this is something like this is Shit something got real it, yeah this Dude, is all of all of your everything yeah. that you've done up to that point from the thought of 16 sticks going through your head when you weren't even in canada and the vision that you had for the song the video everything that's happening in your life just came and it was on a camera and you have footage of it and what you had in your mind was projected out into the world. And that's yeah. why you cried, man, because it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's it, it's your art is what it is, man. It's really cool, dude. Absolutely. And to be honest, like that was all him, like doing the flashbacks of the, of the, of the players and the games game footage. He did that completely random on his own. And, um, really? He just, I remember, I remember him saying to me, he's like, Hey man, like I just been, I've been like, I've been really working on this. Cause we had a, we had a really good talk after it. And we said to him, like, I'm like, we're walking a very, it's a very fine line. Like this mm-hmm. is people's lives. This is like yeah. one of the most devastating things that's ever happened in Canadian history in, in the hockey community. Like this is not something you could just throw together and put up like I thought everything out with like the, the paragraph in the beginning to, you know, just like, how are we going to do this in a, in, a, in a respectful way? And and, and we're not trying to, I'm not sure we, we want this not to be the focus on me or the focus, the focus is on the song. The focus is on what transpired with this, with this yeah. with feeling. And uh, I had none of those ideas. And then when he sent it to me the first time I saw those flashbacks and I was like, and I just typed him back. I'm like, you're incredible. Like dude, you're a genius. Like that is just incredible. I'm like, and, um, absolutely just blew it out of the water. And, uh, yeah, we did a couple, t- couple little tweaks and changes and went back and forth maybe three or four times, a couple edits. And, uh, yeah, it just, it hit a spot where I was just like, we're done. Like, this is great. And yeah, then I knew that it was just a matter of anticipation, just waiting that week to kind of realize like what I had, in my back pocket was just like that cool feeling that like, yeah, 
people are not ready for what is about to happen. Just felt it. Yeah. Are you, know, re- are you ready, Greg? Are you ready? <clears throat> Am I ready? I think I'm. I, are I'm, you ready, buddy? Are you ready for this uh, this ride? I've never the been Greg Rider ride. I've never been more ready in my life, Wade. It's a different type of rider nation we got going here. I mean, like it's. Uh, and you're right. I mean, you said his name's Ty. Ty. Yep. So hmm. even to find that footage to blend in the background, I've tried looking for Humboldt footage, and it, it's not easy. And it's not easy to find like high quality, high resolution, you know, like HD footage. So for him to even find that and blend it in so perfectly, so well, amazing job, man. Like, yeah, he had copyright. So that was a good thing. Like I, I asked him, I said, do you have permission? He said, yep. I, he's like, I have full permission to use it, which is like something that like not many filmmakers will even go to do. They'll just take something and use it. But yeah. he took the extra mile to make sure he had permission and make sure that this was cool, which is, it's just, it's more, it's more, it shows his character and it shows the integrity in his work. Yeah, and it was pretty cool because um, I shared this in a, in a bunch of the videos, uh, sorry, in a bunch of the groups that we had shared the original podcast when you first appeared on our show. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of the, the humble community people reach out directly through messages saying, hey, can you share the link directly? And I mean, yeah, by all means, like they they loved it. Um, the very first time you performed it when um, you were on our podcast, I shared that into a bunch of the groups. Of course, I spoke to admins and said, you know, this is what he's done. If you're cool with it, the admins watched it first. Can we share it? Absolutely. Not not a single person came back and said, you know, um, I don't know if this is a good idea. Everybody was 100% for it. I've got people um, still messaging me even right now saying they just watched it. I can see how many people, you know, are constantly clicking on the like, which is awesome. It's, it's amazing. Um, just the whole thing just kind of brings the country together and you know, at a time like this too, where you got lockdowns, you got uh, provincial, every province is kind of doing their own thing. And this, you know, everybody was waiting for hockey to come back. Hockey's back. And then enter Greg Ryder. Yeah. Brings us to this this humble situation. And and then you, you bring this video to us and it's just amazing. And like Wade said, this is an art. It's an art. And that ice was your canvas, man. And that guitar was your paintbrush. Like you... You killed it. You killed it. It was amazing. Love the video. Uh, can't wait to see where this goes. Cause I mean, not even two days and, and you're already at 40 K it took us two months for our podcast and a ton of sharing into everywhere I could possibly share. Oh, yeah. Wade could possibly share. And yeah. we, we hit 40 we K oh, <laughs> We hit 40 K in two months and here you are crushing yeah. it in less than 48 hours. So, I mean, this, the, it, it you raise the bar and it's just going up. It's endless, man. This is going to go. I can't wait. I can't wait to see where this goes and where this takes you. Um, You better let us know when you're performing this song. I don't care what arena it is. Me and Wade already made a deal. We're coming out. We're going to be there. We're going to be there to support and make sure that you kill it. Cause you, we know you will. I mean, it's, it's it's quite simple for you. This is for you is just like hockey players going to play hockey every night. You just throw your guitar in your hands and you just do what you do. It's amazing. Man. I just I, before we before we just continue, I just got to say, Greg. Since the last time I saw you, buddy, that flow is that flow is looking nice, buddy. Take that <laughs> hat off again. Let me see that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's got the flow going. Damn. Man, no wait, haircuts for this guy, man. Screw that. Keep that flow going, bro. I like it. Short when I saw you last. Pardon? 
Was it short? But the last time I saw you, was it long? Well, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. I, the last time we seen each other was what, like a couple months ago, for sure. Really nice haircut, and then I just honestly, I just yeah, just, and then you just let right. it go. You got the haircut when we shot the A challenge, and that was it. You yeah, yeah, me. you got a haircut like the day before, bro. <laughs> Try to look good. First impressions, buddy. I like it. That's a that's a country singer flow right there, but it's also hockey flow. So. uh You'll you'll definitely stand out on the ice with the bucket on and not flowing in the wind when you're going on a on a buway. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just yeah, I, I'm gonna skate on like a hockey player. I'm just gonna like skate on like you're giving it. William Nylander oh. some competition, man. You've got, you've got the Nylander flow going. It's pretty good. <laughs> throwing, oh yeah, throwing pucks boys. Like, like <laughs> I'm gonna pretend for that moment, if I ever get to play on a real ice, like a hockey, I'm just going to pretend I'm a hockey player. Just pretend to live the dream and just like just tossing pucks. And like every sign up on the, against the glass, I'll be like, you want a puck? Yeah, I got you a puck. Here. Hey, <laughs> uh, you know what, Greg, uh, I'm really happy for you, man. Everything's, uh, you know, we've seen the, the start of not the very beginning of this project that you started and this um, art art that you've written here, but to uh, see it kind of, you know, a quarter way through, midway through and see the finished product of it. It really is special, man. Me and Archie have been looking forward to it for a long time. And it was really cool to get to know you as a person, not just through podcasts, but hang out with you outside and really become like a friend with you and, 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 and see who you are like, inside and out as a person and you're a damn good friggin' uh damn good guy man and and uh writing music is the perfect thing for you to do man because uh you have a lot of soul dude so um i you know what i hope that uh in the near future i hope in the near future uh you got a special call and uh a type of a big break kind of thing and um hopefully that carries you somewhere further and beyond than uh than you've ever ever thought of in your wildest dreams man so i think it's coming soon I, i'm always you know me but i'm always pumping up your tires but you got to give credit where credit's due you're my boy so i gotta get the way I, I can't wait to see uh go further man with this and everything and um what a time what a time to release this video and get everything going like archie was just saying hockey just came back like three weeks ago or so and um, we were looking forward to that for so long. And you have this video and look at us, man. We're wearing the humble Broncos sweaters. We're all three of us are wearing though. We're representing. We don't, we will never forget those kids and what it means to Canadian history about what happened. And it always needs to be talked about no matter what. Oh yeah. And the 16 sticks, Greg Ryder song, of course, on the, on the shoulder there, but wearing the heart on the sleeve, of course. But you know what, you know, what's funny, Greg, so before uh, the podcast, I was I was uh, rolling through my Instagram, and Archie, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, Gilbert Dion, we had him on yeah. the podcast not too long, and all of a sudden he was he had a, a brand new Humboldt jersey, and he was wearing it uh, with another guy from like Humboldt or something. So they were like rocking the Humboldt jerseys, and then we were doing you know the sixteen six tonight. It kind of just. You know, it's weird how the universe works like that sometimes. You know, it kind of just like it was like humble Broncos kind of remembrance night. And it's, you know, January, it's, it's February 5th. It's, you know what I mean? It's kind of cool that it kind of worked out like that. But it's, uh, man, uh, like I said, rambling on here, but you're, uh, I'm just really happy for you, man. And Archie, what else do we got to ask this guy, man? I mean, uh, he's full of, 
full of stories. Uh, what, what else is going on in your life here? But I know that I saw you were doing like some workout routines, some 30 day writing kind of uh, um, experiments and everything like that. So just take us through kind of in the last maybe month or so of what's uh, been going on in your life. Yeah, man, honestly, that that's what it is. It's kind of going down to just being focused and being consistent. I think, um, you know, I've been really good at that. I just been really kind of showing up every single day and trying to do whatever, everything I can to kind of put, push myself a little farther. And, um, you know, I just, I just, every day I wake up and I do my morning routine and, you know, I try and getting back into the running and stuff like that. And just, I'm just keeping my mind sharp and my mind ready and my body ready for when it's time to actually like, you know, do what I need to do. And if I get an opportunity to sing, I, I want to be in good shape and I want to be, I want to be sharp. I don't want to just be, you know, being lethargic and not really ready for that moment because, um, yeah, I want to be ready for whatever comes. So I've been doing kind of just eating more healthy, you know, just obviously doing a, doing a challenge called 75 hard. And to be honest, boys, I actually stopped because my day, it was just so crazy yesterday. And, um, you know, I just, I wanted to celebrate. I wanted to celebrate some wins and it's my mom's birthday. So, uh, you know, we had some, we had some fish and chips and we had a little cake and I was like, you know what, it, I, I'm still going to get back on the, I'm back onto it. And it's just like, you know, I just wanted to kind of enjoy these little moments and these small wins because I don't do it enough sometimes. I'm, uh, I constantly just strive to be the best version of myself. And sometimes I just, I overpass wins. I overpass small wins because I want the big wins. And sometimes I don't take the time to just celebrate those little small victories because those are the ones that, that add up over time to the big ones. So I decided to take upon myself to say, you know what? you have a music video out in the world and it's doing, it's doing awesome. And this year vision is coming to life. So it's just like, enjoy yourself, man. Don't, don't slide. Don't start sliding and getting back into this unhealthy routine of just like eating, eating unhealthy and drinking all the time. Like, you know, just be sharp, but take this time to celebrate and enjoy the victory. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to stay sharp in my mind and writing a lot helps me with that and it makes me fresh and it makes me think faster it makes me stay on my feet and it makes me ready for everything so doing a 28 day writing challenge where i'm booking rights um with uh, zoom rights with people all around the world actually like writing with people from nashville writing people from la writing right with people down the street just writing with people all over north america and stuff like that and just kind of just seeing what kind of songs we can come up with and all that stuff so um it's just been it's been cool guys it's just been a cool and just staying sharp and staying ready for whatever comes. That's awesome. And uh, you're going to stick around, talk some hockey with us. Yeah. 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 Down. All right. So just before we get into that, uh, we had one of our viewers and uh, resident Boston Bruins fan saying that was amazing. She loved the video. Um, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Probably the only time I'll ever agree with her. Um, so <laughs> let's talk hockey. So first thing um, I wanted to bring up was, the NWHL canceled their season. I'm so disappointed for on multiple levels for this. So they canceled the season with only the semis and the finals left to be scheduled. The semis consisted of four teams remaining and eventually obviously going down to two. Toronto started the season rough, but then they just went on a tear. And these girls have just been dummying their opponents. And then they canceled the season. And it's like... I feel like they could have done a little better with um, planning and making sure, you know, that, that safety of the players was obviously number one. Um, kind of like 
everybody else is doing. And considering there was only four teams left, they could have sent the other ones home. And you figure out a way. It, it's not... I feel like if the NHL can do it on a larger scale, why can't the NWHL not do the same with only four teams remaining? It sucks. And I've been, I follow these girls on Instagram, and, and a lot of them were saying, you know, um, it's unfortunate the rides come to an end, especially Toronto being the new franchise, first time in the, in the league. And they were starting to gel. The team was just on fire. And then all of a sudden, it just done. No, no discussion, no debate. We're just pulling the plug on the season. What do you think this means for the league? Do you think they come back? How do you think they're going to handle this uh, for next season? I, I'm just really disappointed that it was like their inaugural season. You know what I mean? It's like the first season ever that women's hockey actually had this really cool league that's being televised and people can really see the product of, of, of women's hockey. So uh, it, this year really meant a lot to them. And uh, for it to kind of just stop abruptly like this uh, – at the same time, dude, I mean, it, it, it is COVID-19 and uh, they were in the bubble and everything, right? So they're kind of bubbled up and everything over there. And unfortunately, I guess some cases just got out of hand and they couldn't really, I mean, I, I agree with you, Archie. Maybe they could have done a little bit more to keep this going. And the girls are, the girls and the fans are obviously disappointed, but at the same time, hey, man, um, even if NHL gets canceled this year somehow, I mean, the league isn't running as smooth as I think they planned. There's a lot of friggin' postponed games right now that, uh, you know, half the teams have six or seven games. And there's teams right now that are off for another week. So that's being said, even NHL could see something happen, uh, unfortunately stop at some point and resume after two-week period and get teams caught back up. Who knows? But um, you can't take it too – for me, I don't take it too heavily just because, dude, we're in a pandemic and they tried. At least they tried. They got it together. And I think everyone should just kind of look forward. Even NHL players and other professional sports leagues should really be looking forward to, you know, when the pandemic's over and then actually starting a real fresh season of – no uh, deducted games or uh, uh, COVID-19 protocol and safety, six-foot distance, all that crap. But it is unfortunate, guys. It, it is sad. I feel for the girls. I feel for the girls, man. Uh, you're that close to, to hoisting a trophy, and then, bam, you get smacked down, and uh, COVID-19 ruins it. And that's just kind of what COVID's done. It's kind of snowball snowballed effect all the way to 2021 now. It's COVID-21. And uh, it's slowly disappearing. Uh, vaccines starting to come, but I don't know, Greg. What are your thoughts on it, man? Yeah, you know what? It's 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 obviously yeah. It's very tough. You know, this is this is like a musician. This is something that they live for. This is their this is their every day. Like this is what they've you know they dedicate their life to, and you know spent a lot of time doing. And um, definitely, it was a step in the right direction. You know, televising. Um, the league and stuff like that, and absolutely, it's it's tough. It's heartbreaking that you know that they they can't. That's people's passions and and what they dedicate their lives to is the thing that keeps people sane during these times, and it's yep. the thing that kind of keeps us going. And you know, making sure we can do it safe. Like as much as I wish I could just go play gigs in a safe manner, you know, it, it would be a little better for me. But I can't do any of that. So, um, you know, it's definitely like that that same feeling. And yeah, it absolutely you know sucks for them because you know they definitely love that time of going to the rink hanging out with their teammates and you know just enjoying the sport they love and now you know that that's taken away from them and they have to go back home and you know be in quarantine and just 
do what the rest of the country is doing. But um, yeah, it's definitely it, it definitely sucks for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then looking at the NHL, um, just pulled up the updated list. So it looks like for the most part, everybody's doing okay. New Jersey's been hit hard. They've got almost half their team um, on the list, not necessarily meaning that players have it, but their contact tracing, whatever the case may be, um, has a bunch of players on that list right now. Um, Minnesota as well. So I know Minnesota had their games pushed through to February 9th. I'm assuming New Jersey's probably in that same boat. I think there was another team added today. Um, what's interesting is Washington. So we knew about that whole thing that happened with Ovi and, and company. And since then, Ovi's back. But Kuznetsov and Samsonov are still on the list, which makes you wonder what happened there. So it, it, it's kind of weird because Ovi came back after the four-game, whatever you want to call it, suspension, timeout, slap on the wrist they gave him. Um but the other two are still on the list. So the NHL is kind of doing their thing. Buffalo is another team that got hit, and I believe they're the ones that got added to the uh, delayed games being pushed for them as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the NHL kind of goes through the same thing. And if, if enough games get canceled, maybe they, they're going to have no choice but to kind of hit pause again and try to figure things out. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen. But, again, player safety, obviously, number one. And... Yep. Um, they got to do what they got to do. So in uh, in other things going on in the league, uh, we talked about last week Patrick Laine. So he finally made his debut in Columbus last week, and first game didn't go so well. No points, minus two, took a minor penalty, and they lost 6-3 to the absolutely lit Dallas Stars that have just been on fire since they started up their season. Um but he came back, I think, last night he played and scored a goal, I believe. Um, so we, we may start to see Patrick Laine in his element start playing better as he starts to gel with his new line mates. I mean, it was his first game back after being off for injuries and the, the wait period from when he was traded. So I don't doubt he's going to be fine. I mean, he's he's not going to have any issues. Um, Wade, I know you're, you look like you want to say something here. Well, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just commenting on the goal. I mean, it's not really a Patrick Lyon-esque yeah. goal. I mean, he kind of friggin' uh, it was like a pass to him, and he he got it on the backhand, and he was fighting a guy off, and he kind of just shoveled it towards the net and trickled in. And I don't even think <laughs> I've ever seen Patrick Lyon score a, a dirty goal like that. It's usually a nice snip or, or a nice move or whatever. So uh, I think he's still trying to find the rhythm and uh, build chemistry with uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, probably – I don't know. He's probably talking a lot with Tortorella, seeing what Tortorella wants him to be on the team and what his role is going to be. Obviously, first and foremost, he's the sniper. He's the goal scorer. So you have to address that, keep him comfortable there. But like we were talking about, Archie, I mean, Tortorella is the type of coach. He likes every player, regardless if you're the scorer, to be like that 200-foot back check, kind of four check, go in the cor uh, corners hard. And that's kind of the uh, system that Columbus runs with. All Even their best players play exactly like that. Polino, Dubinsky, uh, Wierenski, Seth Jones, they've all, they all play hard, man. Josh Anderson, who left, but Max Domi plays that same way. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Line A, buddy. Um, I have nothing against him. Uh, I hope that he does well. Uh, it's going to be kind of shitty not to see him and Matthews go head-to-head -head anymore, even though Matthews kind of 
it was almost kind of Matthews and Shifley by the end of that kind of uh, conversation. But we'll see. Good, good for Line. He's back. And uh, I don't know, Greg, what are your thoughts on Patrick Line? Man, I'm just thinking it, it, I'm sure playing for Tortorella is just like, <laughs> what a, what, what an adventure. Yeah. It's like, a job in itself, just playing for him, let alone playing the game. Like, yeah. I, like I feel like, everything like when it goes down to like play the game and have fun and just like let it go it because it, it almost it becomes a job almost because like it's <laughs> yeah. like, brutal and just like turn it over it's just like oh you can't just like chalk it up it's like you come back to the bench it's like that's one coach <laughs> breathe fear down the back of my spine like i almost like i'd be sitting there and be like oh he's coming what is he gonna say what is he yep. gonna Hey, what's up? Yeah, coach. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. I'll get right back. Yeah, I'll do it next time. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then you sit and ride the pine the rest of the game. <laughs> and you're like, and then he doesn't give you any explanation. He goes, you played great tonight. It's like, you sat me for 42 minutes. He's like, yeah, but you played well. Okay. Thanks, coach. Um, just like, yeah. But no, honestly, yeah. Like, it's, it's, at first, I was kind of like, yeah. I knew there was obviously some drama and stuff going on with Line A and uh, you know, the Jets and stuff like that. I'm sure he's probably happy to get a fresh start and kind of prove, you know, prove what he can do. And, you know, I think when any person gets any, any player gets traded from a team that, you know, started him, he has something to prove, right? He wants them to, you know, make him think that they made the wrong decision and let him go and stuff like that. So I think he's out to prove himself. And uh, if he gets himself in a nice role, Sets him up at the top of that uh, top of the, the circle. I think uh, you know, set him in the Stamkos area and let him fly. There you go. Absolutely, hundred um, percent. And I don't know if you guys are following uh, much of the rest of the league. It looks like this year's been interesting on the goalies because it's a short season. They're playing a lot of three games in four nights. Um, this is where you kind of don't really have a backup goalie. You you got to have that tandem system where you got to work your two goalies and. Some teams will benefit from this, the teams that have that good, solid one-two punch. And then there's teams that usually rely heavily on their starter, where it's like if you overplay him, he's going to get fatigued, he's going to get hurt, and then you're screwed because now you got to rely on your backup to step in. Some guys get lucky, some guys don't. It's unfortunate uh, Peter Mrazek um, breaks his right-hand thumb, which is the blocker hand, um, and as this happens, he was the leading goalie with a 9.55 save percentage, and now he's out. And they haven't given a timeline yet, but I mean, I saw the picture. His thumb was literally like bent opposite direction, so he had to have surgery to repair it. Um, no timeline yet. I'm gonna guess four to six weeks at least for sure. And it's his blocker hand, you know, like he's got to be able to grip a stick with that. So um, that puts a dent into things for them, and and I'm not sure. Um, now you're going to start to see trades that the value of goalies suddenly just shot up, especially with this happening. And then teams that have, um, you know, you got to carry that third goalie on your taxi squad in case something happens. And then a lot of teams are keeping their goalies as far apart as possible in case one of them gets COVID. Otherwise they're screwed. If both of them get it. I mean, it's not like you can find a Zamboni driver to step in and cover in net this year. Right. So um, yeah. that happened before. Um, so, yeah, it's crazy. When it comes down to goalies, it's it's a lot more different. You can't really shorten the bench on a goalie, right? Like, you you need your goalies there. So it becomes real difficult. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the value of goalies 
for example, Freddie Anderson in his contract season, he's he's still letting in some weak goals and and uh, not making as many saves as I'd like him to see making, but he's winning games. And I mean, as long as he's winning games, that's good. Hold on, Wade, because Freddie Anderson, I don't hate him, but if there's one thing that drives me nuts about Freddie Anderson, whether it's in his head or it's just it's the whole team playing in front of him, that late goal is killer. Late in the game, late in the period, dying seconds, boom, we let in a goal. And it's just like, oh, my God. Or right off the hop. He hasn't been that bad this year with those, letting in that first, second shot he faces. But last night, we won the game. I mean, it was a fantastic game. But the goals he let in were kind of like, come on, dude. Go ahead, Wade. Let me hear it. All right, Archie. Listen to this, okay? Because I know that you're going to want to hear this, and I know that you probably already have read this up, but I know you want to hear it from me because I'm ready to tell it in a different way. <laughs> Freddie Anderson, okay? Behind Bennington. I think Bennington is winning. He has seven wins on the season, okay? Yeah. Listen to this. Listen to these statistics. It's crazy, and it's going to make Leaf fans go nuts. Freddie Anderson is six with wins, or uh, has six wins in the league. He's second. Goals against, he's not even in the top 20 with a goals against average of 3.01. His save percentage, not even in the top 20 at 0.888. And on top of that, shots against, this is where the Leafs defense still comes into play. Shots against, eighth in the league with shots against with 242. So out of 31 teams, for some reason, we're still letting... Freddie Anderson get peppered with shots every freaking year. We're like top five. It's pissing me off. But I mean, Freddie's not really. Uh, Freddie has six wins. Don't get me wrong. He looks like good, but these save percentages and say uh, goals against averages are not too hot for a uh, for a team that's supposed to go win a Stanley Cup. So I don't know what we're gonna do, man. Freddie could win all the games he wants, but I don't want to turn this into. Uh, a team that's going to have to score four or five or six goals a game, even though we are offensively heavy, to be able to win a game 6-4 or 6-3 or 5-4. You know what I mean? we got to get more shut. I, I, I don't know. Like it doesn't the numbers, happen. The numbers are alarming, right? The numbers yeah. are alarming. And uh, <laughs> I just can't believe that this is Freddie's fifth year or sixth year as a Leaf. Fifth year, starting fifth year. And he's still uh, – these save percentages and goals against averages are really, really low out of all the goalies in the league. I know Jack Campbell's played two games for the Leafs, but his <laughs> his goals against average and his save percentages and his shots against is better than Freddie's. So what the hell is going on here? Something's got to give. If Freddie doesn't smarten up and he's letting in these so-called late goals like you said, Archie, or these weak kind of goals, Leaf fans are going to start to jump on it, especially in a contract year, especially when – the Leafs want to win a cup this year like we have the last few years. But for some reason, like we say every year, this year really does feel like the most important year of Leafs history in a long time because uh, we feel the vibe from all these new acquisitions and players. But Freddie better pull his shit together because he could be traded, man, when it comes when it comes closer to playoffs or the trade deadline. If he's not putting up good numbers, we might trade for someone to come in and solidify that number one goalie spot and uh, help us win some playoff games. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Because <laughs> that's the thing. You have to be able to win 2-1, 1-0, 3-2. Those playoff games, you don't get 6-2, 6-1. They happen, but not as often as 
as we're starting to see this season. And yeah, like I saw a couple guys commenting on having Freddie Anderson. I don't know why you would want that as your goalie in fantasy hockey, but he's a fantasy hockey player's or fantasy hockey GM's nightmare because the wins are great, but the safe percentage is killing you and the goals against are killing you on the shots he's facing. And it's like, yeah, he's number eight, you said, in, in shots faced. I'm pretty sure the last two which seasons, is the only good statistic. <laughs> like, yeah. But I'm pretty sure the last two seasons, the Leafs were probably like two or three on that list. So they're not the best, but they're no longer the worst. We we've we've improved. I mean, you're seeing guys like Matthews has changed his defensive game, and and my goodness, I could watch that guy play all day. Like it's oh insane. My God. What he does is unbelievable. And Mitch Marner, he said it in the offseason. He wants to start shooting more. I like the Mitch Marner that shoots more. He's scoring goals. Like, it's it's unreal. He's playing great. Um, we're getting defensemen blocking shots. Forwards are blocking shots. Uh, people were kind of worried about TJ Brody at the start of the season. I think he's doing all right. I mean, he's definitely an upgrade from what we lost. I'll take yep. him over what we lost all day long. I don't even want to say his name. So, um, the team's getting there. But like you said, Freddie's got to still step up. You can't blame the defense and blame your forwards and blame the coach all the time. So hopefully he keeps making those big saves, finds that confidence where he can start stealing games with allowing only one. Get that damn shutout. Get that off your back. You you need to get yourself that shutout. Um, but I mean, I'm ha- obviously I'm happy to see the Leafs winning games. Don't get me For wrong. Sure. Loving that. And, and it felt really good to see Ottawa beat Montreal last night because yeah. I've got a few Habs friends that are just, they've been just grinding my gears. Oh, you guys lost to Ottawa in the first game of the season. Bro. You could call ours luck. It was the first game of the season, but now they went in, they, they faced Montreal with a one eight and one record last night and beat Montreal. So I think that one stings a little more for Habs fans and I'm happy about that. But, um, the, the least game last night was, was awesome. It was fun to watch. Uh, I like seeing, you know, those seven goal games are always fun to watch when it's not against and it's four, obviously. Um, no one's really talking about it because it obviously it wasn't as fancy as what McDavid did to the Leafs when he made us look like a bunch of pylons and just skated through everybody and scored top shelf. Like, oh my gosh. like I was watching a video game. I'm like, who are you? Like McDavid is on another level of greatness. And my goodness, he looked great in a Leaf jersey. But Austin Matthews did it last night. He took that puck, carried it all the way in little soft i mean it was on the ice it wasn't much of a shot but he he beat him and he scored and it was it was a nice effortless looking goal so i know it's not mcdavid-esque but it felt really nice to see that and jason spezza the hat trick this guy got waved last week told people that if they pick him up he's gonna retire because he doesn't want to play anymore (laughs) yeah patrick unreal that's a big that's a big roll of the dice eh? it's just like it's it's pretty much saying like and that's good for him for coming back, right? I think obviously he's been in the league. I think he has that. I was just going to go back to that, guys. Like hearing you guys talk about this is really cool. Like you guys watch from a totally different, um, you know, so much more depth to like every statistic and stuff. That's cool. I watch, I watch the least kind of on the surface, and I just go, you know, I, it, you know, I love them when they're winning, and you know, I pick them apart when they're losing. But um, <laughs> I don't, I don't go with much expectations. But it's about Freddie Anderson. It's just like you know. Um, it's just one thing I've always wondered about him. You know, I always kind of like he's a very shy dude, kind of introverted dude. And it's just like, you know, that's good in goalies. But like, I always wonder if he's got that six gear, if he's got that like that gear to just like, 
yeah, to, to pull out those really close victories and just to be that because absolutely you need that trust in the back the back of your net. Like you know, you need to you need to know that like if the game is tight at the end of the line, like he is going to step up and make that big save for you guys. And I think that's you know, I think there's there's definitely sides of Freddie Anderson when he shows that and, and you know they can look back there in confidence, but sometimes it's just like what's he gonna bring? What's what game is he gonna bring today? You know, is he gonna stand on his head and make everyone go, Yes, like sign him, sign him, or is he gonna just do that one game where it's just like Where'd that come from? It's just like, you know, it's like, it's just kind of like, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I hope that, um, I hope he can do well for us, but you know, I, I question, I sometimes the question is playoff ability. And I think like, um, I, I I'm always, I love to be proved wrong, but I, I hope he has a it factor that, uh, the least need. I, Greg, I totally agree with you. What you just said there, man. I, I think that, um, I think that having confidence in your goalie is such a huge flex for your team, man. When you know that he's you're going to make that big save, and what you just said there, I, looking back on Freddie, you know you're up to one in a game. I don't want to be a Leaf fan and feel the friggin' jittery nerves that I feel yeah. when it's three minutes left in a game and we get locked into our end, and yeah. Freddie lets in a soft goal, like and and that happens too often, right? So I get exactly what you mean. I'm sure that every Leaf fan understands exactly what you mean because I don't think fucking I don't think Habs fans have that feeling. I really don't. I I, no. I think that oh, no, Carey's back there. Carey's back there. It's all good. We're up two one or yeah. or whatever one nothing. But we have Carey Price. You know I want to feel that with Freddie Anderson as well. But it's been hard to get to that sixth gear of that solid wall that he needs to be in big moments, right? So. Totally on board with you. Totally on board with you there, Greg. Like uh, we we need. That's why I'm saying, man, we might have to make a decision that's going to either elevate Leaf fans or hurt Leaf fans. And who knows what happens in another few months when trade deadline comes and maybe Freddie is uh, dressing up in blue and white for for a, a contract extension or to finish off the year, or he's playing for another team and another goalie comes in over for the Leafs. Like who knows what's going to happen, buddy. One thing, one, one goalie I've always just, I felt he had that is obviously one is Carey Price, but I know this guy's getting a little older, but I still think he's got what it takes and he did it for his team. I think Mark Andre Fleury. Ooh, yeah. I think big, I, big, big playoff moments. Mark Andre Fleury, but I think if he like, just I don't know, man. I just think even if you were to, you know, you put a, you know, just use them, use them freely in the season. But then when it like just keep him, keep him saved up and keep him like revved up, and then you put him up with like in, in the playoff season, you put him in the net and just watch him just come to life because he he shines on the big stage. And that's one goalie that, like when he paid the play for the Pens, it was like you look back there and I'm just like. Andre Fleury, it's just like it's like he is such a beast, and he just rises to the occasion every time. And like, I think he'd look great in blue. I think I think he's. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that, bro. And it's funny you uh, say so, that. So that's what you were building towards. Uh, okay, no, I hey hey man, may, maybe that could be a huge possibility. Everyone knows. That Fleury might want out of there. Robin Leonard's kind of almost taken over that starting job in Vegas right now. So 
Who do we have? We have a two-time Stanley Cup winner in Marc-Andre Fleury, or three. I think, well, you got to give the other one to Matt Murray. You kind of carried them through playoffs in that last one. But you have Fleury there, man. He's, he has Stanley Cup rings, and hey, uh, he knows how to show up. He knows how to show up in big moments, make big saves in big, in big games, and, uh, and hoist the Stanley Cup. So that could be something. And you know what? If that were to ever happen, Greg, you heard it here first on Between the Pipes from Greg Ryder himself. <laughs> and you're, you're right. Uh, Andre Fleury, the big older boys, they just be like cheers in. They just be like, we got another chance. Like, let's bring it home. Like, <laughs> no, you're right. And he's yeah. got that sixth gear you're talking about, right? Like, he's, he can put it in sixth gear and, and go. You can you can look back and say, all right, we got this. We got Fleury there. You know what I mean? So um, that's what you're talking about. And that's what we don't have. I don't have that confidence. If I'm Leafs team, I'm looking back saying, hey, hey, fucking Freddie, you awake there? You all right? You good? <laughs> Because then you got Mitch Marner diving in a playoff series to block a shot when you're thinking, oh my God, if he loses teeth and gets hit in the face of the puck, we're done. We need this guy. So, yeah. Freddie, step it up. And and speaking of stepping up, I know Wade's going to love this. Wayne Simmons last night, Garbro boy. What a shift. I watched him. You want to talk sixth gear? I watched him go from first gear to fourth gear in like three strides. He's got to be one of the most awkward skating players I've ever seen in my life. Very lanky looking, kind of lanky as hell, bud. But my goodness, he took the puck, gave up the puck, got the puck back, took a shot. It fluttered into the corner. He goes roaring into the corner and just dummies the guy, knowing that okay, this is Hughes as well. So a sophomore kid that's a star. Yeah. Or was it Jack Hughes, Quinn Hughes? I, I think it's Quinn Hughes, right? In Vancouver? It's Quinn Hughes. So he takes out Hughes, just stiff arms him, launches him. Hughes looks up at him like, what the fuck just happened? And Simmons knows. You got to answer the bell. It's coming. He turns around, and there's Jordy Ben. And Jordy Bell talk. did not want to answer that bell. Yeah, I'll they tell kind you of that talk, They kind of talk. And Wayne's like, you're going like, to drop the gloves, or are we just going to talk about it? And then, yeah. boom. And Wayne Simmons just kept throwing haymakers and and then he's blocking with his elbows and his arms and it's like what is going on and then he's doing the classic where he's holding him by the jersey and throwing hooks like oh, little yeah. jabs with that same fist everybody went nuts the, the all the all the facebook pages and groups everybody was going crazy mm-hmm. this is what the leafs have been missing for years it's like that crazy darcy tucker that that crazy gary roberts those guys that just throw their body around, can shoot, can score, can hit, can fight. Yep. I know Wade loved this last night. I loved seeing it. And it's just – and then to top it off, again, he beats the guy up and then has that good job, man. Like, he, yeah. he's such an hey, entertaining and respectful player. Like, total I love pro- it. Buddy, total professional. That's a guy that's been in the league for, for 10 years or 13 years like he has, man. And, uh, I mean, what's the wingspan on Wayne Simmons, for Christ's sake, bud? <laughs> Fucking seven feet? Like, bro, he was reaching back to the, to, to the Raptors, and then, like, he was, he was ha- hammering them with some uppercuts, bro. Holy crap, where's this hand coming from? And it's coming from outer space, man. He, was, he landed a few good ones, eh? Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Wayne Train, baby. Wayne Train, choo-choo. Uh, that's all it is, bud. Uh, I told, you know what, when we signed him, I was so happy he also, exactly what I said, he's going to come in, not not a big assist guy, but three goals on the season, gets in front of the net, deflects pucks, tips pucks, screens goalies, hits, fights, 
Um, the only issue I have with his game right now is his passes seem to be a little bit behind, like in guys' skates and everything. Once they'll start flowing a couple feet ahead of the stick and he uh, gets his passing down. Dude, uh, like even on uh, Tavares and Nylander's goal, he's the one that brought that in there, gave it to Nylander, and, and they all set it up or whatever. So he does the little things right. And um, Wayne Simmons, man, what more can you say? The other thing about that play, dude, and uh, we'll bring it up quickly, and uh, Greg, I'll hear your thoughts on this if you've seen it. The hit on Kerfoot by that Chatterbuck guy. What uh, the hell is going on with the friggin' refs in the NHL? And I feel like there's been a lot, lot of missed calls on the Leafs' side this year so far. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what refs are being freaking paid off. I don't know uh, if it's something against the Leafs, but we are getting a lot of shitty calls. And I and maybe it's not even just uh, uh, the Leafs, but it's kind of going around the league. But as, as a Leaf fan, obviously I see it more on the Leafs, but I'm hearing that the refs are just making these really horrible fucking calls and like the glass the, the glasses are being thrown at them all the time like what are you seeing what are you hearing do your job but that hit on kerfoot dude boarding at least and, and a five minute or something he went right into the numbers kerfoot friggin his head smacked his cheek went right against the glass bud no protection and you're talking about player safety, and the ref was right there to see this all unfold, to see the shitty, dirty hit. And uh, and he didn't do anything about it. And Kerfoot even got up, and he's just like, really? Like, do you want me to be bleeding in order for me or, or to have a broken neck in order for you to call something? So, yeah, here's the play. We'll see her here now in the in the replay. Okay, yeah, it'll, it'll show it again, dirty. but... Like dirty, dirty, dirty. It's a dirty play, bud. And uh, I didn't like it. And I was just, you're talking about the Wayne Simmons fight. And so you hit Kerfoot like that. And Wayne Simmons hit wasn't the cleanest hit either. He kind of uh, took out Quinn Hughes in a weird way. So I think that that was kind of just a little, you know what? I'm going to go look at this hit. Come, Come on. on. Right in the numbers, bud. Right in the numbers. And, uh, and you know what? Kerfoot was reaching up to grab the puck too. Look at this. And the ref's right there. Boom. Come on. How do you not call that? That is bullshit. Come on. Those refs should be fired or fined at least. And uh, and and just before I get into Greg's opinion here, um, I think that's why Wayne went in, saw fucking Quinn Hughes there and said, you know what? Fuck yeah. this. I'm going to send a little bit of a message. We face these guys two more times. Boom. Gave him him a good crack, and then Jordy Ben was right there, and he didn't want to fight Wayne. And Wayne's like, "Okay, let's go. You're not gonna fucking uh, get away with uh, hitting our players like that." So this is what it's gonna be. I'll take out your your best prospect or your best player on defense right now. I have no problem with that, and I'll I'll talk the talk and walk the walk. Good for Wayne Simmons. Shitty call, shitty non-call by the refs, and they're lucky that Kerfoot isn't out with fucking injury for a week or two or, or a month, whoever knows. Greg, what exactly are your thoughts it. on the hit, buddy? Just a quick yeah. sec there. The, the reason why there was no call, I don't know how Kerfoot even got up. His face kissed, like he hit the glass hard. Oh, yeah. He got up. He got up quick. I yep. guarantee you if he stayed down, it would have been a little bit different. And, and Don Cherry would have hated that. He's always been a, you know – Take the hit, get up, get off the ice if you're hurt. Don't just lay there and roll around. But that was that that could have been a lot worse. Like it could have been yeah. devastating, especially if his chin caught the gate, whatever the case may be. Um, an absolutely dirty hit. And the fact that the ref was right there and the puck, the puck wasn't even on his stick. He, he was trying to catch it. 
yeah. this was you could have called that boarding. He was in a vulnerable spot, yeah. man. You could have called that boarding, charging, hitting from behind. That was a penalty, no matter what. And the fact that it wasn't even discussed, and you know, this is where I miss having the passion behind the bench that Pat Burns brought to this team in the nineties. There would have been stools thrown on the ice. Shit would have been everywhere. There's no way you're gonna let that go as a coach. Yeah, so man, you're totally right, Archie. You know what? I fucking agree with you there, bud. I didn't even think about that. Where the hell is Sheldon Keith getting fucking angry and, and, and calling the ref over and screaming at him for a little bit on that one, bud? Absolutely. Where's the like fucking if, pride? Where's the safety of your players, man? Yeah. You're right, you Archie. I would have I'm tossed glad you the said whole that. Stick rack. I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah, I would have tossed the whole stick rack on the ice, man. Like that's that's right. bullshit. You can't not call that. And it's not just on the Leafs. We saw it against Montreal last week. Um, a bunch of other teams have been saying the same thing. And now, because of COVID, they've they've asked for some stupid reason to remove the glass behind the players' bench. But if the puck goes over what would have been the glass, the referees still have to call a penalty. They already suck at calling penalties. Now you're telling them to envision an imaginary glass wall. Would that have gone over? Would that not have gone over? Judgment call. These refs suck on, on judgment calls, let alone making proper calls. And now you're going to implement that rule. And they were making fun last night saying, wait till one of the coaches steps off the stool and smacks his head because there's no glass behind him to kind of catch his fall. It, it's it's a really weird thing. I don't know if COVID, they're saying it, it, the glass in, kind of encloses them and stupid move because they have, yeah, the, the glass behind the player's bench, they've asked to remove it. So now there's, there's no glass. Okay. Wow. So weird, weird decision. Um, and, and, and listen to this, Greg. They're letting the refs make the judgment call. If yeah. it would have tipped off the glass for it to be not a penalty. So basically, there's going to be some close calls and some fiery fucking conversations going on, some controversial calls, and you're going to see coaches and players lose it because once oh, yeah. a ref, once something's close enough and it goes over the bench, and once a ref goes, oh, you're penalized for that, uh, then the, the, people are going to lose it. People are going to lose it. Are you kidding me? That would have hit the fucking glass. Are you, you know what I mean? So I don't know what's going to happen there. You're going to get refs hated on even more now, unfortunately for them, but uh, officiating has been shit this year. Greg, what are your thoughts on that Kerfoot hit, man? Yeah. You know, you just, just like quickly on that, like, you know, I think it's just silly. I think it's just putting, it's putting refs in a, in a, in a spot where it's just like, you know, you're just making it way too close. And like, you, you know, late in the game, are you really going to be like, you know, a minute left, like a, a down exactly. by a goal and you're going to sit there and be like, Hey, Hey Paul. Yeah. What do you think? Like, I don't know. I think you could have like reached out and probably like not grab that. I think like that's over. It's just like, yeah. Just, it puts it puts them in a, in a horrible situation too. Like I'd almost as a ref, I'd be like, man, I don't want that responsibility. Yeah, like I'm not calling it. You know, it's so easy before, you know. If, it, if it's if it's over, glass, <laughs> we're good. We we know the call. But uh, dude, yeah. if there was ever a definition for setting up something for failure or someone for it's failure, it. it's this fucking new rule. <laughs> Seriously. But the hit, obviously, yeah. Like you know, it just goes back to like yeah, like. You know, it's it sucks. It's it's absolutely a nasty hit. You know, going back to my hockey, you know, like I, I always like to make the big hits and stuff like that. And as soon as you see the numbers, you just kind of slow down. And you know, this guy wasn't even possessed. But like, the thing about that is just like 
it, it's good that I'm glad, you know, Wayne Simmons is there and things like that because we have that little bit of that. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's got that, like, that will do anything. Not the sandpaper. The yeah. will the will do anything mentality of the sense of like, he is going to get at you. He's going to remember you. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's good. I think he did exactly what he had to do with no, with a no call. And, um, you know, I think, I, I think back to the old, old hockey in the sense of McSorley and stuff like that, when, you know, they had the big guys on the ice and like, you know, those hits don't happen because you know, you know, who's treading the water, you know, what's what's coming in the deep water and you see the shark fin you're like, okay, Nick Sorley is kicking around here. Like I ain't, I ain't hitting anybody from behind. So, um, you know, I think if just Wayne Simmons keeps on, you know, being the beast that he is and keeps on, you know, taking a couple names and hacking things, it's, we, we hope that, you know, that's the kind of mentality. And it's good to be, we can swear on this because I think this is a term that um, I love about anything that's called unfuckwithable. Unfuckwithable. <laughs> yeah. Unfuckwithable. You know, Unfuckwithable. Uh, so it's yep. just like when you become so uh, confident in your life that you know the haters or the negative people can't get at you anymore because you're just so so past that. I think the Leafs still need that. They need to be the unfuckwithable. And you yep. know, if someone tries to mess with them, they get put in their place. So Ron or Wayne Simmons definitely keeps uh, the opponents honest. That's for sure. He, he keeps the whole ice honest and. Um, it's really good to have a guy like that. And not to mention, like, you got Bogosian back there who will definitely punch someone in the face eventually, too. So, yep. and, uh, and just on that note, man, Bogosian's been playing really well recently, too, man. Uh, he's moving the puck well, and he's looking he's looking like a top-four defenseman on the Leafs. So, I'm really happy about that. But it will be nice to see him punch someone in the face that's messing around around Freddie or whatever or on, on the uh, in the defensive end. So, but, yeah, Greg, absolutely. Uh uh, I would say that Wayne Simmons does have an unfuckwithable personality, and that's just the way it is. But he's been around the league too long to take anyone's shit. He doesn't care what people have to think. He just plays the game, and he sticks up for his teammates, and that's why we brought him in, man. Yep, 100%. Cool, boys. And then we move on to just uh, another big last topic here. McDavid and Dreisaitl. Absolute monsters um one two right now in the nhl for uh points leaders between the two of them 46 points combined <laughs> and Buddy, watching, you know what? watching this mcdavid is- dance through the leaf last week it hurt it hurt to watch it but it felt good to watch it it was like <laughs> oh my god like just finesse the way he took that puck and never let it go and didn't even look down at where the puck was because he knew it wasn't leaving his stick. And he just slalomed through the Leafs like nothing. And then young me. It's just beautiful. Just a work of art. Yes. <laughs> and then he scores and humble, you know, kind of leans against the glass and then lets out that little smirk. It's like, yeah, I just fucking had the highlight goal of the night. hundred percent. And may very well be the goal of the year already because it was just stupid end to end, like it was nothing. It's like give him the PlayStation controller and and go with McDavid, and that's what happened. And it was unbelievable. Those two guys are just fire right now. And just to give you perspective, McDavid has twenty four points, Drysital twenty two, third Mitch Marner with seventeen, which is amazing. I never thought I'd see Mitch Marner up there. I, I'm super happy to see that. But these guys are on another level, man. And Edmonton's not even doing super. 
but those two guys are. Yep. Right. Mind blowing. Dude, what what more can you say? Um, James Duthie had a really cool segment recently, and uh, I'm not going to quote it, you know, fully, but he said something along the lines of, I don't know if you've seen it, guys, but he said, um, so you have all these players in the NHL the last hundred years, you know, the generational players will start at like, you know, your Rocket Richard, uh, Maurice Richard, you'll go to your Bobby Orr, then you'll go to, you know, Marce- uh, Marcel Dion, then you'll go to um, players like Wayne Gretzky and Lemieux and Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin. Well, he basically just said, you know, McDavid is kind of like the end product of what the NHL has been building up to and in their players. He's like the build a player. He's taken all the knowledge and talent and skill and everything from all those other players. And they've just kind of like conjoined all that stuff into one player. And he is the end product of that player. He, he, he uh, James Duthie described him as a computer, the way he moves, the way he stick handles. It's like, it, it, I, I don't. I don't even know how to ex- how to explain McDavid. Um, it's unbelievable the the way that like you play hockey, Greg. Um, I know you play a bit of hockey. Uh, I know you play a little hockey, Archie. But listen, to do things at the speed that McDavid does is just incredible in itself. Like the toe drags, the, the between the legs, the driving wide to do it at that speed, man. If you gave Patrick Kane that that type of speed and uh, you know what I mean, then Patrick Kane would be the best player ever. But McDavid is just the full arsenal of everything. Great shot, great hand-eye, great vision, great speed, extra speed burst, dude. He's a friggin' 100%. He's he's not even 99 average uh, overall on your NHL 21 game. This guy is the finished product of the best of the best that the NHL whipped up and created – He's he's basically equivalent to Captain America, created out of this box. He's he is what he is, man. He's a he's an alien. He's an alien of the NHL, and I think that the argument between him and McKinnon of who's the better player, I think that is kind of hushed up a lot in the last little while because McDavid is just looking like some he, like he's superior, man. He's in his own league. No one else is close right now. Um, you could argue that dry settle Matthews, Jack Eichel, uh, whatever. No, 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 man. He's, he's, he's on the pond skating by himself, bud. And that's what McDavid is, bud. And, and it's, what's really cool about McDavid too, guys, is think about this, how much hockey and skill and talent has evolved into what McDavid is. It only gets quicker, faster, better from here. And McDavid is now kids aren't practicing regular figure eights on the rinks anymore, guys, and their shots. They're practicing lacrosse moves. They're practicing crazy, crazy moves that when we were kids, we never even heard of. And our, and our dads had no idea would even ever exist. So we're seeing this finished friggin' product that McDavid has created. And it is, it's mind blowing. And I'm rambling now because McDavid is a ramble for any hockey fan. Because uh, like Archie said, it hurts to see this guy start from his own end, build up speed and do what the hell he did to the Leafs and what he's done to many teams in the NHL. 
but you have to embrace that and you have to understand that what you just watched is a complete art of of hockey and Connor McDavid in himself and you have to really appreciate what you're watching man just like we never got to watch really the Gretzky's and the Bobby Orr's in the league but hey we've watched Sidney Crosby Ovechkin and now Connor McDavid and that's a blessing it's really cool to be alive and see all this stuff live right 100%. you got fired up I love it no it's 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 truly it's incredible I'm not even gonna speak too much you said it all it's he's a he's a he's he's just a treat to watch and it's just like it's an absolute treat it's just like it's 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 what people felt when they got to see Gretzky play in their era it is you know just watching him and just getting to witness it in you know in real life is just it's 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 an art it's a treat it's a treat to watch absolutely man 100 percent um so with that said guys um Hold on, Archie, sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. One last thing I wanted to bring up in the podcast, and then uh, we can move forward. Dude, so I saw this statistic today, and I'm pretty pretty happy about it just because we have a former Leaf, JVR, 15 points, tied for fourth in the league, right behind Marner, man, and uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl. JVR has been quiet the last few years, bud. What is he, 34, 35 now? And uh, he's had a hell of a start. It's really cool to see JVR up in the points right now, 15 points in 10 or 11 games. And then um, beside him, who else is tied for fourth with points? Joe Pavelski, 36 oh, yeah. years old. Joe Pavelski, 15 points in 9, 10 games. Let's go, man. This is a really cool season. I, I love seeing the uh, statistics for these players, aside from Freddie Anderson's goals against average. But uh, everything's looking really cool right now. And um, we have uh, Austin Matthews second in scoring right now behind Tyler Toffoli. So that's kind of crazy in itself. Who would have thought Tyler Toffoli would come in to Montreal, buy into the system like he has, and be their purest goal scorer? I mean, I never, I never, yeah, I would never even put a, a $1 bet on that one. You know what I mean? So it is incredible how it's unfolding this year. COVID 19 still here, but. Uh, older players, newer players are really lighting the lamp and it's really fun to watch, man. So I'm just freaking happy that hockey is back and uh, and I'm happy that we had you on the show, Greg. Seriously. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure talking with you boys. And uh, man, I've had a long day. I'm excited to just chill out, relax. Might do a little uh, cool down yoga session and chill out because my mind is just racing. But um, yeah, it's good, guys. We're f- just I just looked at it. Four hundred and twenty-seven shares on Facebook. That's amazing. And I was just going to mention. So for anybody who doesn't know, um, you can find it on Facebook. It's pretty much anywhere and everywhere. I'm pretty sure if you just search "16 Sticks," you'll find it. Go to YouTube, "16 Sticks," not the numbers one six. Type it out, sixteen. Um, you'll find it. Um, I wrote an article on it yesterday. You'll find it on our website. You'll find it on Facebook on our group between the pipes group, the buzz page. It's everywhere. Awesome. Um, Maybe that's Greg is everywhere. And again, guys, you can find him on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. The links are all on our page. Yeah. down at the bottom. Happy Greg. dance time, baby. <laughs> Happy dance time. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. <laughs> 
going everywhere, man. I'm going everywhere. Exciting times, man. And you Exciting are. Exciting times. Greg, it was a pleasure to have you on the show again. Thank you so much for coming in uh, last minute like this. It was epic timing. I love the fact that we were able to follow up with you after the release of the video. Um, I'm going to say the release of one of the other videos. I feel like there will be an acoustic. You have to. You got to do an acoustic. There will be an acoustic. I feel it. I feel it. And then, well, boys, you just let me know. Is it is it on an outdoor rink or what? Like, where is it? Well, we yeah, we gotta lace up the skates and play a little bit too, right? It's been a while. <laughs> let's do let's do it, man. The acoustics coming, and I feel like the there's gonna be a live. What do you boys live video tomorrow? performance? What are you boys doing tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, I don't know why. What are you thinking? My buddy just invited me to come. He made a little rink at his place. Oh damn! Where? Uh, just outside of Hamilton, so probably be what forty-five minutes for you guys. Oh no, hour, give or take. Yeah, maybe, like maybe. We'll we'll definitely talk after the uh, after the podcast, yeah. and we'll see what everyone's doing for there. tomorrow. Frank, I think it'd be cool. We could do a little bit of a, a you know a celebratory and just kind of you know have a beer. Or Absolutely, whatever. dude, uh, I can't wait to to pop some Don uh, Don Perry on with you, man. Get the <laughs> champagne going, bro. This is uh. This is huge news, man, and just your reaction there, seeing that you have over 400 to 500 shared uh, shared videos of your 16 sticks right there on Facebook. And, dude, it's only been 20 – It's it's been like 20 hours. So there's a lot more hours in the day. There's a lot more time to go on, and we'll see where this ends up, man. And uh, the, the, There's no ceiling, like I said, buddy. It's uh, sky's the limit for you, bro. I can't even wait to see – where yeah. this takes off to and and trust me it's taken off really I wrote, cool greg really really happy for you as a friend and a fan bro it's uh it's it's just incredible what you've done man i wrote i wrote my journal today i don't know why i wrote it but i just wrote fifty thousand streams on facebook and twenty thousand on youtube but right now it's opposite opposite it's just yep. like it's crazy to think that like those numbers are switched and like you know I almost said that as like a lifetime. I'm like, I'd love to hit twenty thousand on YouTube and fifty thousand on Facebook, and I'm it's our it, it's gonna probably hit that tomorrow. So I'm Let's gonna take go. a guess here right now, and I'm gonna say, and you've heard it here. Today is Friday. By next week, if not sooner, by next week, we're gonna be talking about your interview somewhere. You're gonna be on TV on some channel, some station. If not, you live. They are definitely going to air this video somewhere. Um, I could see it now. Ron McLean during the intermission. You know how he does all those tributes? This is one of those tributes. It's got to happen. Somebody get it out to Ron McLean and CBC. I'm sure somebody out there has got the contacts. Let's go. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I called it before and when we first had you on there, Greg, I think with this song, with the music video – you're going to be live in Humboldt soon playing for the Broncos uh, at their home rink. And also, I think, no, not even I think, I know that Scotiabank or any uh, Canadian team arena will want to have you around April to come in and play the song live uh, just for, you know, to bring bring the awareness and bring the memories back. But I can just see it. So, like I said, sky's the limit for you, man. Good job with everything you do. Don't change at all. Keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is working and it's working really well. So good stuff, brother. All right, boys. It was good seeing you again. Always love you. But uh, 
Thanks for having me on again. And I guess end us, Archie. All right, guys. See you next week. Thanks again, Greg. Wade, we'll talk soon. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Peace, guys.